Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please put your phones on silent as we're about to begin the podcast. All right, I did want to say, I know we're not going to do the highs and lows this week, even though if you guys liked the highs and lows that we did last week, let us know and we'll keep doing them because I do like sharing more of ourselves with you all. I do have something I wanted to say. We have officially 15 followers on Spotify. That's awesome. So we have 15 followers on Spotify. We have 17 plays, so I'm kind of like, the two that didn't follow us, where are you at? And why aren't you following <laughs> us? Um, we are a delight, and you should be following us. <laughs> we have 67 followers on Instagram. Yay, yay. Yay, yay. We have... So I think this is really funny. We have 67 followers on Instagram. But we have three on TikTok, and we're two of them. <laughs> My friend, the self-care witch, um, who I absolutely love, um, they followed us on TikTok, and they're so amazing and active, and I love you so much. Uh, but where are you guys at on TikTok? Let us, let us know why you're not following us there. Um, it might honestly be because... Linktree won't put TikTok in the list. I keep Why? like deleting it and redoing it, and it's something like I don't know. I have to try and do it like on the computer or something because I've, I've I've been following their directions, and it won't populate the link on the list. That's weird. So that could be part of it. But okay, there's also what like two TikToks. Or hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see. There are four TikToks. Thank you very much. And then we have six subscribers on YouTube. No way. Okay, playing the game here. Uh, oh, I'm proud of us. Getting to be a little popular. <laughs> and I, so I wanted to make sure I took a second and said thank you guys for being incredible and following us and subscribing and just being so sweet and so kind to us i just i was so we were both so scared to start this podcast so scared to put ourselves out there and then hi to you look at us go yeah thank you guys so much warm mellow heart i was excited we have 37 plays on spotify and we actually only need a hundred to be able to monetize um, to where I can reach out to Pretty Litter and be like, sponsor us because I love your cat, little. Oh, <laughs> we're your target audience, Pretty Litter. We're the people. We're the ones you want. And our followers are the ones you want. We use Pretty Litter for ourselves. That's what she young. That's what I'm saying. I literally have it right now in my house. That's my toilet, is Pretty Litter, not my cat's toilet. <laughs> okay, I thought for a second you weren't getting... No, I caught I caught In typical air sign fashion, I was like, okay, I gotta. I like the way it dries up my toots, and there's no smell, no best, no fuss. This episode... Anyway, God... Okay. 
here we go. We're recentering. We're remembering we're doing a podcast. Okay. All right. Today on the plus size section, we're going to be talking about the big girl Bible that we all have, even though we may call it something different. But as a fat bodied person, it's basically a set of rules and regulations that you, I think rules and regulations are the same thing. A set of like how don't do's and can do's, so self limitation, um, and also society limitations that we put on ourselves. And I used to joke all the time about like, oh, I can't do that because that's in the big girl Bible. An example would be, I, like, internally, I'm not, I already know that if I go to someone's house and all they have are those plastic chairs, rule number 137 of the Big Girl Bible says, girl, you do not sit in that chair. You mean the lawn chairs? Not the lawn chairs. They're, like, those white Okay, let me let me see if I can unlock memory. The white plastic chairs with like three cutouts in the back. Yes. Those, yes. Fuck those chairs. Those fucking chairs. Like, because remember this, I got hated this Bible when I was really young. This this rule book by, and that's another question I wanted to ask, like, and we'll get into it. But it's basically rules that you live by that you can't do this because of your weight so I would go somewhere and if they had those chairs I would be standing the entire time because I can't sit in those chairs I'm a big girl right like experience has shown that those are going to crack and it's gonna be super embarrassing um so that is what I call the big girl bible um and I was like when I was doing this outline I was kind of pondering like did I create these set of rules or did my friends or family create them for me? Did society create them? Like, how did this even become like a thing? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, why is it a thing? So what are some of your rules that you have? Um, and how do you think they developed? You know? Um, honestly, this big girl Bible, this was new to me. So most of mine, honestly, were clothing related. And for most of those, I would definitely say they're from like society or like what not to wear, like those kinds of shows from the 2000s that, of course, I was obsessed with because little Haley wanted nothing more than to be a fashion designer. Right. Yeah. I don't know why this person is me. Some girl that grew up on a farm in West Virginia just wanted to move to the big city and be like Reese Witherspoon in Sweet Home Alabama. Oh my god, like, movie. Like Pearl. Have you seen that horror movie where like she's on the farm and it's like a horror movie? She wants to be like an actress. Oh, it's totally not safe <laughs> for work, but it's good. It's a good movie. Your childhood was a horror movie, Haley. It wasn't. I but I thought that was funny. <laughs> I get that though, because like clothing, like I bought a black and white striped horizontally striped shirt because my mom always told me that big people cannot wear that 
it makes you look bigger. So that was one of the rules of the big girl Bible. Like you can't wear those black and white striped shirts, but that rule was put in there by my mom. Like, yeah, I wrote no vertical stripes, but I think I meant horizontal. Yeah. But in my experience, horizontal stripes were always more flattering on me because vertical stripes would be like, you know, like they would follow the contours of my body. And I didn't think that was flattering. But okay, I okay. So there's don't wear white or bright colors. Mm-hmm. Don't wear tank tops because you don't want to show this shit. Which that was one I never followed because I have always been a hot and sweaty person, and if I covered everything society didn't want to see, I would like die of heat stroke every summer. So yes, yeah, just not possible. Yes. Wear wear clothes that are a size too big to look like you've lost weight. It just looks sloppy. That's in your Bible? Mm-hmm. Always dress in a way that flatters your body, your body yes. type, instead of wearing what you like. Yep, that's in mine. Yep. These last four are not fashion-related, but never sit in the middle seat anywhere. Anyway, I feel like this is big girl Bible and also tall, tall girl Bible. Yes. Yes. Because like the middle seat in the back of a car, like my knees would be up here if I tried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I Even as a short fat body person, I would never, I would actively avoid the middle seat. Sitting in general, going to pick a seat in general as a big person is mortifying. I, I, I hate it. We had to, we took a lot of, um, transportation like buses in costa rica and like you had to pick your seat i i died every single time i always picked a single seat because god forbid i have to share a seat with somebody um and make them uncomfortable with my body so i think i still live by that even though i'm trying to like throw out my bible like i still live by that that's nuts it's still super ingrained i also i had don't trust cheap beach chairs or those plastic lawn chairs. Those plastic motherfucking lawn chairs sent from Satan himself. There is a... Where where my office used to be pre-COVID, there was a restaurant down the street that we would walk to for lunch that had, like, patio seating. And this was a nice restaurant. But they had those cheap plastic lawn chairs. And I do not... If any of my coworkers see this, I do not mean this as shade, but... They always wanted to fucking sit outside. And I wasn't at a point yet where I could be like, I can't sit in those chairs. Right. So I would sit in one and just like be engaged. Like like that would hold me up if the chair broke, but just like tense the whole time. Right. Sweating, trying to eat and look normal while praying oh. the chair holds me up. I, oh, absolutely. Like, there's a whole section of my Bible on, like, eating etiquette as a fat person. Like, you know, never, ever eat as much as you're hungry. Like, small portions always. Um, For the longest time, actually, Brian can attest to this. I would not eat in front of him. I think I went the first year or two years never consuming food in front of him. And it was always like, oh. I I wouldn't eat with people. 
I because I was ashamed that I even was hungry and I just wouldn't wouldn't eat in front of people like ever it was such a thing like even like in high school like this stems this is trauma I during the lunch period I was one of those people that I would literally go in the library and just like wait it out until it was over and then I would go home and I would eat when I got home um because I refused to eat in public forever like that's why and we're going to talk about like dismantling the bible and taking active steps um but it wasn't until this year like through two months ago I actually went out in public in my town and ate at we have like a cafe here that everyone eats at and it has seating in the windows facing the street and I went there by myself got food and ate in the window where people could see me eat and I wanted to die the whole time but I did it to prove that I wouldn't die if I did it <laughs> so that's really huge that you could do that though it was very healing um so yeah anyways what are the last items on yours sorry so yeah, these two are about dating, and they're going to get a little sad. But I need to let everyone know that I'm fine now. Okay. <laughs> um, Hot people will never be attracted to you. Oh, that was reinforced by me getting no ass in high school. And also every movie I ever saw. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, be okay with being someone's secret. Because that's all you're good for. No. That's what it said. Oh, I just, actually, I did write the Bible, but I didn't write the Bible. You heard it first here. You heard it first here, folks. Haley is the actual author of the Bible. I am Jesus Christ herself. <laughs> Don't smite me. No, I... Do you think that those, those two were society-based or like you or were they based on like experiences i would say based on experiences but society obviously wasted no time reinforcing those right right and, and we're gonna have an episode talking about fat representation in the media um mm -hmm. because you're not sure like right. a fat person dating episode too oh ab oh absolutely okay. absolutely Oh, oh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that um, because, yeah, I I will say like from my own experiences, I have um, been in relationships with some very attractive people, but I said in an earlier episode about like being a moped, um, where it's like we wouldn't go out in public, you know, like past Samantha was a mistress, you know, don't come for me, I was young, silly girl. Um, and it was like, that was just normal to me of like being the secret. So, um, yeah, but they were, I think they were fine. I mean, they were, yeah, they were conventionally attractive, I guess. Everyone that I was involved with, I mean, they weren't unattractive. You know, when I say hot people, I mean like Abercrombie model. Oh, okay. Like, just like, just like a total Ken doll. Just a total candle. You know, like, just unrealistically attractive. But I have not... Well, I can't say that. 
I have been with very few people that I was not attracted to. So like I'm like, oh, if we're if we're gonna go down this road of like, oh, I've I've had some I've had some hot ones and I've had some oh that's how I would describe one that just happened oh that's oh. Just way, that's how I would describe them it's like oh um we've been different experiences with dating oh um, yeah it seems like you've got more interest in high school or when you were older oh. like I didn't really get any. Well, I mean, I did lose my virginity in high school, but like other than that, there was no interest. Oh, I mine was after high school, college. Oh, okay, yeah, mine was when I was supposed to be in college. Like I in high school, yeah, right. Like I had this long-term boyfriend for a while, um, and then it was like when I got in high school, we broke up because I was i was toxic um i was one of those um chicks that were like it's not you it's me um i'll admit it like i'll admit it um but i mean he wasn't not toxic either anyways uh i did him for i I was like a serial monogamist up until after high school so like i was in long-term relationships um and then after high school i was like and we moved out of the state and we moved to this new town and I was like just popping my pussy. Like I was just <laughs> having a fun time, you know, with the local yeah. with the local guys. It didn't help that my cousin had like me and him are really close and so like all his guy friends would come over and I had my own apartment and I was like, Oh my goodness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'll line up. But you know, I I, I, see- I remember my first apartment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to Definitely did not use men, um, but that wasn't in my Bible. Like that wasn't one of my rules. Like it didn't say thou shall not use men. If anything, it said thou shall use men. Um, and I that that's your family Bible. But I'm rewriting that. We're we're getting healthier, healthier and happier now. So don't don't be mad, guys. It's fine. No one's getting used anymore. Um, not unless they want to. Not right. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like my big girl Bible is very generational because my mom was, you know, I tend to forgive this. She was a heavy woman for a really long time. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, she was she was definitely fat-bodied um, for a huge portion of my childhood. And then I remember her losing weight. I don't know what diet she went on. I just remember her saying, like, I'm eating ice cream every night and losing weight. Um, I think that translates to I am only eating ice cream once a day and not consuming anything else. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I think prescription medication was also in the mix there. I'm not sure. I still haven't asked her as an adult. But she went from being like, you know, over 300 pounds to like, I would say like 160 or something. Um. It was a major change. It took her like a year, but it was a major change. Um, and then, so she was larger. My sister was not larger until she got older. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, bless her heart. Because um, it's hard. I think it's hard. Like, I was fat early on. I grew up fat. I'm still fat. So I've only lived like the fat experience but i think it's very and you we can talk about this from your point of view of like 
being i i well so my sister was thin-bodied the majority of her life and then became fat body and i think that that shift is very traumatic for a lot of people because they see like how fat body people are treated the um what am i trying to say the like hardships of being fat and i think it hits them like in the face you know of like holy shit like this is so much harder um so her and i can relate better now that she's fat body but i'm sure that was very difficult for her where i didn't really i was like always treated as a fat person you know what i mean always have um those experiences I mean, that was too i was obviously similar to you my um my mom grew up she grew up relatively thin like she was a a curvy woman i would say like just the way she tells it and i mean she still has a, a massive behind like just <laughs> I'm not even saying that to be mean. Like, my brother got her butt, and I am built like my dad. She's small. Like, she's 5'3"-ish, and was pretty petite until after she had kids. And so, in her 30s, she gained quite a bit of weight. And I'm not sure how much. Honestly, I'd say at least 100 pounds, maybe more since then. But I could see how that would be very traumatic as well. To kind of go through that change and like want to do something about it but obviously diet culture and stuff being what it is like it didn't work or you know it just kind of makes you feel worse about yourself so like if i if we talk about like how our family's issues have affected us like i will i'm going to make sure to give my mom grace for that kind of stuff because i know a lot of it is coming from how she feels about herself mm -hmm. same same i think that honestly my my sister was actually like crueler to me when she was thin bodied and when she became like fat bodied she it was like she could finally see life from my perspective and she became like honestly a better person and we have a better relationship now um I think my mom, her and I are still working on our relationship. Um, I kind of have this like general rule with her, like, do not comment on my body. Do not comment what I'm in my body. Um, and that's kind of the only way that we can be healthy together. Um, right. Because even though like it's obviously coming from a place of love, it's like still super triggering. You know, it's just in general. Oh, I know. And I'm sure you you know what i mean you know and it's just like okay like that's the rule that needs to go in the big girl bible of like not commenting on what people are putting in their bodies not commenting on their diets um instead what's in there is like you said like i had i was told of certain clothes to wear and it all com came from a place of like you know i don't want you to get picked on um i don't want you i don't want people to see your body um i because p kids are cruel you know people are cruel sammy like that's what i grew up hearing um and then it was you know i can't really it was like so the majority of the rules are so limiting and i think that's the point that i'm trying to get at with this episode of like whatever rules you have 
whatever you call them, whether you call it your big girl Bible, whether you, you know, you just have these internal dialogues of limitations, get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Get rid of them. Like, um, like I was talking about being on the transportation buses and being like, oh, I can't sit with someone. I have to sit by myself. And that was like me limiting my experience in that moment of making a connection with someone else um, because of my body. Mm -hmm. And um you know having to cover up my body because of other people like I don't want to gross other people out and it's like well if they're gross they can look away it's it's 90 degrees out here like wear shorts wear a tank top yes it's hot <laughs> that has always been in the fashion part of my big girl bible that's always been number one like do not do not wear long pants and a hoodie in the dead of summer because you're afraid someone's going to look at your body like it's just not worth being miserable but i know a lot of people have like there are a lot of women that i know that have insecurities about their arms and i never necessarily dealt with that so that one was easier for me to get over but you know it just i i sweated enough wearing as little clothing as i could as little as I could get away with. I, I'm one of those people. I have my art. Like, I, all throughout my childhood, like, high, middle school, high school, like, I was the girl in jeans and a black jacket. And because I hate my arms. I'm, like, forcing myself to post them more because I know the hate is internalized fat phobia. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, like, actively trying to undo that from myself from my psyche and my body an arm is just an arm you know what I mean but to me it's like I have to categorize it as like disgusting and gross and disfigured and it's like it's just a fucking arm yeah it's just an arm it's just an arm but I find myself like you know like trying to hide them like even now like the parts of my arm that I like I have specific clothing that I wear because it accentuates the part of me that I like and it hides the part of me that I don't. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm trying to like undo that and take pictures with my arms and show my arms more and just like kind of walk the talk. You know, like I don't want to tell someone, I don't want to tell a client or any of our listeners like, hey, you know, like the first step is to to be active in your, un, you know, your deconditioning and, you know, take steps towards radical self-acceptance and it's like but i'm also gonna cover my arms so takes time well you inspire me all the time not so much with your arms because like they look thin body to me but your belly you have always been someone not you have a b belly but you wear jeans and you'll wear like a top and you wear your pants and it's never like i don't wear jeans because of my b belly I'll wear like dresses and skirts and you know different types of pants that like cover my b-belly but like you literally posted a tiktok of you like trying on like you were wearing jeans and I'm like it's just fucking jeans like daily's just putting on jeans like it's literally a piece of clothing and it, it just inspired me to like just put on a pair of fucking jeans like you know I literally bought jeans because of you I literally went to Torrid and I bought jeans and I'm gonna wear them with a crop top and people are gonna be able to see my bee belly because of you just like i wasn't prepared i love that yeah i see so, your lab transformation tuesdays and 
you're trying on clothes and I'm like, pop off. I want to do that too. Like, I want to wear things and a cute shirt. It's absolutely because I've gotten so used to seeing my body from taking pictures of it just to document my journey. Like before, um, before COVID and uh, before weight loss surgery, all of that, I did wear a lot of like longer shirts, like to work. One, because I really could only shop at Torrid and they have that like, that I think it's called the Harper, like that one fucking shirt style that's like dressy and it has like the little cut and then the pockets and they're all long. So of course I bought those in every color that I could because I needed clothes for work. But a lot of it was also me just having to get over not being able to, to hide my belly because I'm so tall and because my belly does hang low as I got bigger, obviously it hung lower and there was only so much I could do about it. So it went from me just tolerating it and being uncomfortable with it to me actively trying to get over it once crop tops like came in, came in style because I really did like them mm -hmm. and I wanted to dress that way. And it's just kind of been, it's been an evolution of, of years of, working on it at this point it's just it's wild it is because i even when i went to costa rica like and i had that dress from old navy that i love because it's it has a cutout in near my tummy where my tattoo is and i love showing my tummy tattoo it's one of my favorite it it's my favorite tattoo it, i mean it's the number it's amazing um the artist is incredible and i love her and she like slayed the game with my tattoo my stern tattoo and so i want to wear shirts that show it and mm -hmm. um in one of the pictures like i didn't realize how tight the dress was because like when you're looking at yourself like i don't know what it is like i in like a professional photographer is photographing you and you're photographing you they always look so it's like two different people um oh yeah but when we got well, those photos are different there's like technical aspects of it for sure oh oh yeah like, well that makes me feel better because i'm just like who is she and these photos like but you could see my B belly. You could see my lower belly. Um, and I was like, and then I was like, I don't fucking care. Like I had a moment of like, nice. Oh my God. You could see my belly. And then I was like, fucking, I have a belly. Like literally everyone has a belly. Mine just happens to be, have excess, whatever fat is, whatever the medical term for fat is. I have extra of that in that area. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to wear this dress because I feel so cute in it. And then I'm going to take photos in it. Like, exactly. Exactly. Yep. There was this social media post. I don't even remember where it was. It was years ago. It was one of those things like you just randomly see. And it's just like so thought provoking. It just permanently sticks with you. It was about hiding your belly. And it was basically like you're not fooling anyone with that long shirt like anyone who is interested in you like romantically they know that you're fat they know it don't really matter like don't go to great lengths to conceal parts of your body because you don't like them in an effort to like fool people or fool yourself and i was just like damn damn everybody knows that i have a big old belly underneath this tunic from torrent <laughs> right i mean and it was just like formative but right yeah that's so true i think that that's well like part of the like rules the you know that has like its own little the bible has its own little intimacy intimacy section 
I was always like a lights off girly and Brian and I have been married for seven years. I ain't never seen a light off in my life. Ever. Ever. That's a light on, glasses on situation for that guy. He is he's signing up. He wants the three D IMAX glass. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to catch you in four K. I've always felt like, oh, like lights off, like, you know, a type you know, I don't know why. Like it was just like I guess like movies. Like that I feel like that's a society one. Because they always like yeah. have the lights off or like they're drinking and their inhibitions are down. It feels like yeah, like romantic. Right. Also. Yeah. Where it's it, in real life, it's like a Thursday at like twelve PM and the lights are on, you know, and it's just like stop. You know, full there's there is no you know, the fuck it's mid afternoon, it's like early afternoon, bro. Like there's no lights off, you know? And there's no hiding your body there you know what i mean like ain't no couples this joe just hot outside like take none of that like you know what i mean like none of that so that rule got thrown out with my current partner um i it is not to necessarily hide myself so much as it is that i don't want to be staring into a big parade <laughs> i used to be a little insecure but like we this this podcast is getting sexual not safe for work whose conversation is not safe for work everybody you know my uh my husband and i we tend to get a little zesty with it in the afternoon most of the time and our room is kind of dark because of the curtains so the light is off but we can still see so it's like the best of both worlds right but i did read something a couple days ago actually about like neurodivergent people and intimacy and turning the lights off can help with like sensory like enhancing sensory stuff and you don't get as distracted mm -hmm. and i was like huh that's interesting i know that brian is gonna want studio lighting for you at all times oh at all times all so times. good to know <laughs> yeah ours is if you're i mean we've been together for so long though like we have that like deep connection like so you know it, it's very different like sometimes it's like yeehaw and other times it's like look at me mm -hmm. Yeah. Look in my soul when you're just like <laughs> Yeah. That's you know. That is the wild thing. That is the wild thing about marriage for sure. It is absolutely <laughs> like that. Like sometimes you're just like, So do you want to have sex or what? And other times it's like, I love you so much. Like <laughs> give me your face. If my mother in law is listening, hi. <laughs> God, find a sister like and then we're listening. Hi, turn off. You should have turned this off like 10 minutes ago. I'm so sorry. Got him <laughs> a phone call her being like, so you called me fat on your podcast. I'm like, I was, I said you were an amazing person like 10 seconds after. Like, I know that you became a better person. Like, I thought it was cool. Um, I weirdly had like physical restrictions on my Bible. So like, I remember saying like, I used to work at this IT company. I know it's like random stuff, but like, anyways, um, we had those like shipping dock things and like the boys would jump off of them all the time. Like, because it's not, it, it, and absolutely not big girl Bible, like rule number one, like thou shall not jump on or off of anything for thy is heavy <laughs> to go to my brain and ankle. I'm not trying to break an ankle. I'm not trying to break it. And it's like, okay. But because of that rule, when I went 
yeah god i feel like i'm talking about costa rica a lot but the costa rica was a big trip for me guys all right so when i went everybody was jumping off this like ledge into the water at first i was like absolutely not but then i was like okay do it so i did it and i didn't die and it was so much fun um i did rip my tits though did i tell you that no Haley, i ripped my titties what does that mean like you're set over your titty meat. no my titty meat i ripped underneath my titty meat because i jumped in and i didn't like i jumped in like this and I didn't like cuss my breath. I didn't like form the correct jumping stance. So my fucking tits hit the water so hard. And the rest of my body went under quicker than my breasts went under. So it like ripped my tits. But I'm glad I did it. I want to encourage other people to do it. You know, like within safety, don't limit yourself because of your body. If your body is able to do an activity safely, but you're not doing it because you have a fear of holding yourself back because of your because you're fat, not because of other reasons, then I encourage you to remove the fat thought process and just do it. Like we walked to, we hiked to a waterfall. We hiked. It was like right, right there, right. But it was really scary because like it, there was like the rocks were really mossy and I had a stupid heavy backpack because I'm an overpacker. So, like, I'm flailing and falling and getting overstimulated and I'm self-isolating because I'm fat. So, I'm like, oh, nobody else is struggling. Only I'm struggling. But when I took myself out of my fat perspective, I could actually hear other people being like, oh, shit. And, oh, fuck. Like, it didn't matter. Like, was I having a harder time because of my extra weight? Yes, I was. Did I give myself the same experience as thin-bodied people? Yes, I did. Because... That's what it's all about. Yes. And if I hadn't, if I'd kept following the rules in my Big Girl Bible, I wouldn't have been able to give myself those experiences. So that's what we're going to talk about is to kind of go towards the end of the episode is like throw out your Bible, people. Throw out the Big Girl Bibles because big boy Bibles, big they them Bibles, throw out the rules that you have for yourself because you're big. You are, you already have enough, you already have enough people rooting against you because you're a fat body person. Stop rooting against yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have to choose you. You have to choose you. Like wear the bikini to the beach, wear the crop top, Wear the damn stripes. Wear the tank top better. Jump in the water. Ultra titties. Don't wait until your before and after photo. Because I know that that's what a lot of fat body people do. I've done it. Every Like, I feel like so many people do it. Yep. Like Moira Rose says, take a thousand photos of your body right now and post them. Post your body. Who cares what they have to say? Whatever fears you have that you are limiting yourself right now because of your weight, I want to encourage you to take the active steps in undoing them. If you have your account on private right now because you're fat and you're scared of the trolls, I want you to make your account public, follow us, 
message us tell us that you made your account public and i will follow you <laughs> that way you have somebody in your corner yes we will support you and we will be there for you as you do that if you're scared to go out and eat by yourself like i was do it and take videos of yourself and pictures of yourself do a facetime with a friend whatever like Give yourself the gift of experiences and taking of space that thin body automatic thin bodied people automatically do. Mm -hmm. They automatically do it. They assume like yes, I'm not saying that thin bodied people don't have anxiety, they don't have fears and their own internal dialogue. I'm not saying that. I'm not robbing you of that thin bodied people. What I am saying is fat bodied people need to start taking up space and having experiences in the same spaces that thin-bodied people do. <laughs> you know, when I was on my trip, there was beautiful, beautiful thin-bodied people taking a million amazing photos of themselves under a waterfall. I didn't, I almost didn't take photos and I almost didn't have someone take photos of me solely because I was fat. That was it. That was the only reason. I was with them. I was having the same experience as them. But I was robbing myself of remembering that experience because I was fat and I thought, well, they don't want to take photos of me. Girl, ask them to take a photo of you at a waterfall that you're never going to see again. So that's it. That's that's really like that's I, I like I honestly don't have anything else to say because it's like these rules are given to us by our friends, by our families, by ourselves, by society like and they're just there to limit your experiences and your existence. You already have limited opportunities. You already are going to have discrimination. You're already going to have hardship as a fat body person. Like, give yourself what you can and don't allow that to, that programming to stop you from having the best experiences that you do have control over giving yourself, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. just like any other form of discrimination or bigotry. Like, these rules are there. Um, oh, well, I will make one caveat. Fuck those plastic lawn chairs. They should just get rid of them. I will dial that hill. They're cheap. They're uncomfortable. They make you sweat in the summer. But otherwise, the rules about what to wear, what to do, what not to do, whether to have pictures taken of you, they're all to make you more palatable to the outside world. It's not about what's actually best for you. And as someone who was an undiagnosed neurodivergent for way too long, this is like masking. Living your life to be palatable to other people is like masking. And masking is really fucking bad for your health. Go look it up if you don't believe me. Yes. Yes. Fuck so, those chairs. <laughs> fuck those chairs. Throw out your Bibles. Unmask your life. And follow us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify. <laughs> this has been the plus size section. I am Sarah's Realness. And I'm unapologetically Haley. Y'all have a good night.